Yeah. Yeah. Chaz vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look. I don't even know where to start. I took the rawest form of expression and turned it to art. My versus weapons like Tony, that's Montana and Stark. And I don't care about these haters, they just playing their part. Cameras rolling, I ain't trying to mess with the order. They say a sorta, kinda decent with it, I was like sorta. See, they dumb their compliments down cause they don't feel important. I just feel bad, they really try to have the distortion. Look, you don't really gotta say nothing. Cause I already know, disabled, handicapped, I was still running. I hate you, gotta force them just to feel something. Acting like they down with you like you about to film something Like I'm dealing with some theater majors I'm reiterating the dialogue You see in the pages I'm looking for fortunate thing Who really need to be famous That fame can be nameless I got the talent of three's from the ring podcast This is episode 54 Of course it's your boy Chris J Glad to be back on here Got the boy Trail Sav on here Yo Alright And just like we do every episode Until we probably get to 100 Then we probably think of something else uh, we list who is the well. I will say list, but we name a player who wore uh the number fifty four, and the most notable player is Horace Grant, three time NBA champion hey. with Chicago Bulls, so uh, Chicago legend to an extent. So much love, respect to that guy. I'm looking at the list to see if there's anybody else worth a damn. Uh, your boy James Donaldson wore fifty four. James Donaldson. Who the heck is that? Yeah, you pointed him out when he was doing the draft on uh, 2K. Um, let's uh, see. I totally remember them now. See, uh, Oh, Patrick Patterson wears 54. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ronnie Rogers. And look, this is a lot of scrubs. This is a shout to Horace Grant being the best player to wear this number. Because uh, that's it's really unfortunate. Also, the white legend Tom Piakowski. So, if you don't know who Tom Piakowski is, he's probably one of the greatest white bench warmers of all time, man. Great tile boy for many players, probably, for all I know. But, let's go ahead talk about, let's go into the NBA, the happenings of the NBA, and all that great stuff. But before we get into that, I do briefly want to, uh, I feel like this affects... Uh, how the NBA works in itself as well. Uh, the NCAA has recently announced they're going to allow athletes to get endorsement deals and other sort. So pretty much they're allowed to get the players are allowed to get money, which in a way may shake things up in a crazy, crazy manner because Lord knows what this may bring to the table uh, in terms of whether players want to stay, uh, decide to stay in school, go to school, if they about to get if money's gonna be in their pocket. Hell, if they wanna go to the NBA since the uh they did decide to uh what you'll call it abolish the uh the age limit, I think. So uh that's coming soon. So shout out to the NCAA uh for at least kinda being stop being buttholes about letting these mugs get their bread. Now you actually have to pay them because I feel like it's they're not fully there because they're still not coming out of pocket. The players can get endorsement deals uh hire agents get money from agents and all of that so it's progress to an extent which is a good thing so uh anything you want to add about it no it's really really good uh definitely the word progress is the best thing i think it i i think it goes towards more i don't know if this was you meant by you though uh with the age number stuff but it's them counteracting (laughs) the um 
the NBA saying, God darn, they're going to take all the good players on the NBA. Uh, let me go so you can come straight out of high school again. Mm-hmm. And um, also with the effect of some players getting smart and going overseas, because it's working out really, really well for LaMelo Ball. Yep. He's looking like he's going to be a number one pick now. Yeah, so and, uh, they got to kind of wrap that dude stuff. who's in uh who's in the same league that uh, LaMelo was in, uh, R.J. Hampton or something yeah. Hampton. He's supposed to be a top yeah. pick, and he's doing the same, same thing. Yeah, so shout out to that. Uh, I think it's a good, 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 good thing. Yep. So, and it means the return to NCAA football more than likely since, uh, since uh, players will be getting paid for their likenesses and stuff. Um, so, it's overall win. Uh, the details are still a little sketchy on it as well because the the NCAA is leaving it to the schools and the conferences on how to how they're going to detail the rules upon it so it's going to be a conference school by school type basis when it comes to this um uh and the thing is the school that 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 has the most i mean has the less restrictions are going to get the most players the good players because the good players is all about making money and then it benefits the school in the same place because now you ain't got to pay the niggas under the table mm-hmm. you can just be like come part of my institution your name would be out there even more like, you definitely got to pay these niggas under the table to join your team. So that, you know, stop people from going to jail and stuff like that. But, like, yeah, you try, to be a, you try to be a school, like, say, for instance, Duke will be like, nope, okay, they only can't, uh, if they get these, then they can't have a scholarship. Well, a person would be like, you know what? For me, I got a seven-foot-six point guard. It's not going to go to your team because of that. I'm going to go to the line line and take them somewhere, you know? Something like that. So, yeah. Gonna be an interesting situation on how the whole thing grows to be, but let's go ahead and talk about one of the biggest things to happen this week in regards to basketball. Um, the Warriors uh, have officially been eliminated off playoff contention. They just played out right now. Uh, uh, so excuse me, I'll be right back. Huh? But shout to uh, well, I will say shout out, but who me? But, but yeah, so overall, the uh, Steph Curry got hurt in a game against the who did he run into? The Suns. They were playing the mm-hmm. Suns, and on a play, Steph Curry uh, drove to the hoop, ran into Aaron Baines, uh, took a very nasty fall, uh, landed on his hand, and at first it looked like it was his wrist, but uh, he, the impact was nasty because once he landed, you knew something was broke. Um, Cause he was in pain, screaming. He's like, ah, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's 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 a, he's broke something or tore something, but uh, he pretty much broke his hand on his non-shooting hand, which is a good thing. Like I said, it's a good thing uh, that wasn't a shooting hand, cause I feel like if it was a shooting hand, they would legit say out for the season. But with his non-shooting <laughs> hand, uh, he's pretty much out three to four months. They are saying uh, they will evaluate him at month three. So right now it is November second. Injury happened Halloween, I believe. So, pretty much, we're talking November, December, January. At the very late, earliest February, Steph Curry could come back. By that time, the Warriors might have not won another game of basketball. By that time. So, it's officially they're out of playoff contention. Uh, things is... Like overall, like the Warriors did not start the season off really good at all in the first place. 
Like we, everybody was very critical on the Warriors, including their own fan base, which is head ass, and we'll get to that shortly. But losing Steph is very unfortunate. Uh, that's pretty much your franchise guy. Everybody did say going to this season, if and not wishing injury upon either one of these guys, but if Steph or Draymond got hurt, this season was not going to go well for them because both are very injury prone. Steph above all of them, and even before Steph got hurt, they was not looking good. Like, there was nothing to really say, oh, my God, this Warriors team looked good. Like, they beat the Pelicans, and the Pelicans are still trying to learn how to win them damn selves. And then you was already getting beat by the Suns, and, you know, the Suns is playing everybody freakishly tough without DeAndre Aiden, dumbass. Um, <laughs> like, you was still on the verge of losing that game. And then now you lose your best player, a top, arguably top five, at least top ten player in the league for the, at least what's looking like the rest of this season. You got a, you got a lot to figure out right now as an organization, I feel like, um, just looking at it. But before we go in further details on it, I'll let, give you your initial thoughts. Well, I just think, I think it's wild. Um, I also think that you trade Draymond. Reason be it fair, it's his fault. That whole argument with KD, yeah. that's all his fault. Yeah. And KD went on first take and said, yeah, that's true. And now, you open in a new arena with a losing team. And, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be extremely hard for them to even taste what they used to what they used to taste in, in victory and stuff like that. So, also, um, the D'Lo thing was stupid to do. I think you paid D'Lo all that money just not to snip the playoffs. That's wild. Uh, I know he was an all-star, but to keep a buck, what was the only reason he was an all-star because of what? Uh, Victor Oladipo, he was actually a replacement for Victor Oladipo. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, he didn't, I, I didn't think that was going to go well either. Like, yesterday was D'Lo's best game in a Warriors jersey. And I just wanted you to go look at his stat line. I did. It's I think he had 30-something, but it was, I'm about to relook at it now. But I remember he had, like, I looked at it quickly. Like, it's bad. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Like, yeah, so I just think in terms of the team in general, they all young, and it was gonna happen like that. But getting rid of Iggy was dumb. You should just gave him his money. Um, they did. <laughs> then they flipped him. Oh yeah, they did yeah. Trade uh, so uh, his stat line: D'Lo stat line: thirty points, three rebounds, eight assists, nine for twenty-four, um, three for eleven shooting threes. Sad. Yeah. So. In regards to that, to me, D'Lo was never, ever a first option type guy. Like, on a team like Brooklyn last year, he can be the first option because the offense is more, at least the offense is not like how it is right now for the Nets. And we'll talk about them shortly. But yeah. um, it was more of a system-based offense where he started the offense and then he'll get everybody involved and stuff like that. And then he closed out games. 
he's not mm-hmm. necessarily your prototypical number one option as like a as what's the high usage guy. He's not like a high usage here. Take the ball, figure it out, go crazy. Like he give you yeah. buckets, but it's not going to be efficient. Let's put it that way. I think that's the best way to look at it. Like he can be if it's a close game. Yeah, I'm giving D'Lo the ball. Like he think he, he has a well amount of game winners or like game uh like shots important shots under two minutes and stuff whatever that stat is i'm pretty sure he's one of the best players in the league when it comes to that since he's been in the league but he's not a type of guy who should be a legit no matter what give him the ball 24 7 type guy that's not his game at all wild man it is that whole thing is crazy but this goes back to my prediction like, I understand Trey Draymond, but, and now he's talking about uh, he has a finger problem. It's, he has a ligament, Probably. something wrong with his yeah. finger. And I'm like, that nigga, and Draymond was like, nigga, I'm trying to go home, too. <laughs> sure. I just want to go home. I don't like, gee, if, if it's, it's not that. It's not that. But, like, Draymond, if, if, I'm, if I'm trading Draymond, you send that nigga, like, he, knowing him, he'll want to go to a contender, but... The wacky thing about Draymond's contract, he has a trade kicker. Shout out to Rich Paul. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rich Paul was like, look, if they try to flip you, you're going to get paid more. Draymond like, for real? Say less. And proceeded to be like, all right, bro. Uh, so shout out to Rich Paul for putting that in Draymond's contract. So that makes it even tougher for him to be traded, especially if like a contender decides they want him. It's like... Oh yeah, um, yeah. Do we want to add? Okay, he had a what a hundred million dollar contract. So, with Draymond, yeah, yeah. Oh, almost a hundred. I'm about to do quick maths. Pretty much adding an additional hundred fifteen million dollars to the contract. G. Come on now. Why? I ain't trying to add the extra money to my books, but um. Yeah, but like my well, I was about to go with it, but you you should look into trading D'Lo. Like they saying, wait till the end of the season to trade him. But it's like for me, D'Lo's the only one who could bring in assets without really messing up your uh messing up much up with the team. Because I strongly believe you can flip D'Lo. I still believe that Timberwolves would love to have D'Lo on their team. They looking good. And Wiggins is somehow playing his way into looking valuable. If I'm the Warriors, I'm like, okay, look, we need to just start getting people we can at least have here long term. I don't, I don't, I never believed D'Lo was a long term option for them, but and it's looking more and more so as well. Even though it's like a slow start and like it's an adjustment and all of that, but um, but I would look. I'll be like, give me, I'll take Wiggins for uh, D'Lo straight up. Like, at least with Wiggins, it's like, okay, he's an exciting offensive player. Yeah, D'Lo can do some bullshit, but it's like, at least with Wiggins, it's somebody who I feel like you can coach up and bring potential out of. Like, you have a strong coaching, uh, uh, strong coaching, coaching culture with the Warriors, where it's like, all right, we could turn Wiggins 
into what he at least close to what he should have been. Like he's good offensively, he's just inefficient as hell. But mm-hmm. uh, if he's gonna be able to get all the shots he wants, I feel like it'd be perfect for him right now. And then D'Lo gets to play with Cat. He wants to play with Cat. It's known he wants to play for Cat. Play with Cat. So it's like it works. And then I feel like it's a way better upgrade to have a Jeff T. Yeah. I forgot Jeff T was on that team. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it'll be something if I'm the Warriors, I look into. Like, call, like, if, especially if I'm the Timberwolves, call. Call. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to hurt. I think they got make the, I think both D'Lo and Wiggins contracts is exact the same, so it should be about a fair trade as it's gonna get. So I would make the call. Expect, well, I, well, I don't think D'Lo can be traded to like after Christmas or something because of the contract mm-hmm. thing. But I will ha- I will start talking about the trade now at least figure it out. Like, hey, y'all fully interested? Because at least by Christmas, I feel like the Warriors would know what the hell they want to do. Also, on top of it, the league needs to start uh, flexing the Warriors out of national televised games altogether. Like, nobody's not going to want to stay up and see goddamn Warriors get smacked on national TV. About the Charlotte Hornets. Exactly. Like, all their national televised games need to be flexed. Turn those to Lakers, Clippers. Hell, let's watch the Phoenix Suns. Fuck it. Shoot. Like, uh, honestly, let's just keep it G. Because on top of it, they said you could get tickets for $40 already. Mm. Like, the ticket prices dropped drastically in no time. But then they said the last game, you can legit see the amount of empty seats. There's no interest in it, you know? Yeah. That's unfortunate because you moved to San Francisco thinking it's going to be sweet. But that's not your regular fans. It's not. Yeah. Like Oakland and stick around. Shoot, they watching Raiders games in their mid. They've been mid for the past five years. And they still fill up Raiders games. So Oakland has nothing to do but watch sports, but you moved out because y'all didn't moved out to San Francisco because more money. Which I understand, but I ain't gonna say something. That's problematic, but um I already know what she was gonna say, exactly. and we're not gonna say it. Yeah, we're not about to do that here. But point of it all is it's all looking bad. You you mm-hmm. you 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 over, went over the luxury tax, and now you're not even making the money to make up for being in the luxury tax. So it's like you're all bad, G. It's all bad. And prayers to Steph, prayers to Draymond, D'Lo. Just ask out. Just be. Just just legit say this is not what I signed up for, G. This is not what you signed up for. Uh, well, yeah, it's very unfortunate. Also, shout out to the two open spots uh, in the Western Conference uh, for people to make the All-Star game, too. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to Luca probably sneaking in. And uh, for all we know, Donovan Mitchell may make his first All-Star game. Maybe. <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, watch Donovan Mitchell. But, uh, let's see. What else? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the... Uh, you did bring up the KD's comments on first take. Let's talk about that. Hey, do you have a transcript of it? No, let me. Uh, you can talk about, and I find what I find what I can on it. I can just be like an introduction because I didn't. I saw clips. I wasn't able. Bros was at school, bro. I wasn't able to watch the whole thing. But um, uh, I just know he talked about. I heard one question, which was, 
his favorite players or his the best players in the league. Wow, did not put Steph Curry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know a lot of things. It was just kind of like it kind of like seemed like he didn't like how the Warriors was ran, or or he didn't like that he felt that he was better than some of the Warriors. Which I mean, like he was. I don't know how to say it. It just for me, it seemed like KD. He was he he knew the, the Warriors needed him more than he needed the. And he hated the fact that the Warriors never expressed that. You know, uh, but hey, it was shown, but it show was shown through um, through uh, this um, this uh, what's this called? Snap my fingers. This uh, final series that that KD made that team <laughs> into a contender more than the Warriors did. Thinking about what if KD never went to? What if KD just stayed with OKC? One Brown had way more wings. Probably he probably would tie Cavalier too. Um, and uh, we won't hear about Wes's face wanting to go to the uh, cash because he's losing. But um, yeah, did you find it so I can just quit making up things to talk about? Uh, it's not really directly stuff, but it's something involving uh, Draymond. He pre when yeah. asked about the Draymond thing said. Your teammate talked to you that way. You think about it a bit. Um, we talked about it, but sure, it definitely played a role for sure. I'm not going to lie about it in regards to Draymond and the disagreement. Mm. And then in regards to um, leaving, he said, I just felt like I needed a switch. I felt like a lot of stuff in Golden State had reared his head. I felt like that was going to be the end for that group no matter what. Sean was retiring. So he knew ahead of time Sean Livingston was retiring. Iggy was getting mm-hmm. older. Our contracts were going to stifle the team and put us in a hole to get other players. So it was time for all of us to kind of separate. So that's what he said. That's pretty much all he said about the wars, which pretty much it was stuff that KD in a way said everything that mugs with common sense on social media knew, but they were just labeled as LeBron haters or niggas that just hated the Warriors and crap. Me, yeah, I'm a, a LeBron hater, so was, I mean a LeBron lover. Fuck you all, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I'll say the Warriors on top of it. But anybody with common sense or who had an unbiased opinion definitely saw that type of stuff. You're not going to be able to pay. Yeah, you can sit there and say you go over the luxury tax. That's easy to say. But it's getting to a point in the league, and I think this free agency kind of showed it. Players, it's not going to sit there and be like, I'm not about to take the vet minimum just to win a ring. So? Like, what does that got to do with anything? Like, shoot, like, I'm not about to take the vet minimum. I know my worth. And all of that. That's why, like, I, that's why I kind of, in a way, wish the Lakers, because the Lakers team could be so much better, even though they're really solid right now. Uh, but it could have been a way better team if they say, you know what, we're not going to focus on Kawhi. It could have got yeah. some of the players that took money to play for the Knicks, money to play for the Bulls like that. Thaddeus Young took money to play elsewhere. Um, took money to play elsewhere just because they knew they were gonna get paid. When you could just do that, offer that money to other players. Being my point. So, oh. so yeah, but. They played the game of wait with Kawhi, but all that. But like a lot of players proceeded to make money this free agency. They wanted to make money. 
That was the sole purpose. Make money. And KD realized it because, like, I feel like KD gets along with a lot of people in the league, I feel like. So he he has an idea of what's going on and all of that. So especially when you're about to be a free agent, so you talk. You're talking to people. So you know, like, oh, wait, so-and-so trying to seek that bread. He ain't really looking to play here. Hmm. All right. I'm about to go to Brooklyn. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm going somewhere. Shoot. Hell, Kawhi played it smart. He was like, like, even though I feel like Kawhi did threaten to p- go to the Lakers when it was all said and done, uh, if the Clippers mm-hmm. didn't make that move, he went where the best salary uh, options were, which is you yeah. go to the Clippers, get Paul George here, fed us two, and you got enough money to string along. So mm-hmm. they're able, able to build a team. The Lakers built a team around, uh, built a decent, solid team around uh AD and LeBron, uh, just using those teams as an example of like some of these stars are trying to figure out like, yo, this big three stuff only works for a limited amount of time or may not work at all. So it's getting tough out here. So yep. like I get where KD's coming from when it comes to that. Like it makes a lot of sense. Like it legit makes a lot of sense. So you can't get totally mad at them for realizing like, look, I, if it's just us four, we got to do a lot more work. And Draymond has much of a loud mouth he is. If he's in a hundred something million dollars, uh, we could have turned that money into like five different players mm-hmm. who could do what he do. And we still would have been better off. Younger and probably can shoot better. Exactly. And I think giving Draymond that money was the worst decision you can make. Anything. Cause you're going to use that money traded him season. He got so much more back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think about some of the people that that was trade. I mean, that was free agents that played Draymond position and no cap. If Draymond didn't have the defensive player of the year award, is a better player. Somebody like Julius Randle. Somebody like um, who else? Uh, who else? Draymond. Who plays Draymond position? Shoot, no cap. Jabari. I can Jabari Parker, even though that nigga can't stay healthy. Like, it's more people out there that can uh, that can play Draymond position. Probably can't facilitate as good as Draymond, but you still have Steph Curry and potentially whenever uh, which we call him come back. And if you did pick D D'Lo up around that, which I think they should never did either. I don't think they should have never. I don't care about all oh, this was um, you know a thank you thing for Brooklyn and stuff like that. I don't care about none of that. D'Lo was not needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know. Uh, it's just weird, you know. You didn't, you didn't keep Quinn Cook, the one person who was trying to help out that that mangled team. You let him walk for no apparent reason. Uh, it's just wild, you know. Yeah, definitely agree. Uh, um, but let's uh, transition off to that, and uh, let's talk about the uh, Cat versus Embiid fight. Um, I'll let you start this off. <laughs> yeah, really, really wild. Um, them niggas, if you want to call it a fight, I'd be like Charles Barkley said they had a snuggle fight. Um, but it was weird because I I didn't know them two dudes didn't like each other. Apparently they don't like each other. And, um, it got, I think it got real corny on Twitter, uh, and Instagram. It got like corny. It wasn't even like, you know, nigga, y'all wrestled and y'all calling each other females and stuff like that. 
Joel and B <laughs> keep talking. Like, don't I never love putting another man's mouth in an argument, G. Like, that's just wild. Like, why is you bringing up Jimmy Butler and it's about you two? Like, there should be no reason Jimmy Butler is getting brought up in this whole entire thing, right? But he brought Jimmy Butler up, so. Um, Jimmy Butler knew he was going to uh, get brought up and stuff like that. But, uh, like, but for me, I think Cat's proven his worth. Like, I don't, if anybody said Joel Embiid won that scruffle, they lying because Cat manhandled him because Joel Embiid is out of shape. So he got manhandled. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, I hate this game. But uh, the fight was, it was me. The funniest part of that whole entire fight was the person who didn't get suspended. It was um, <laughs> Ben Simmons. Let's talk about it. G. Ben Simmons put that man in a redneck and coquita clutch. Put that in, and I hated the fact that out of sheer anger, Cat like you know hit the ground, so it made it seem like he tapped. It just made it worse, bro. <laughs> man, it made it worse. And uh, bump Joel Embiid again because he's now out of my fantasy league, and I need him. So bump that nigga. Uh. <laughs> Because I'm losing because of what he could have been doing for me if I fantasy leave, he wanted to get freaking suspended. So, yeah. But it was a mid fight. It wasn't nothing crazy. It was, I was just surprised to see them two go at it. Yeah. Um, it was a funny time on Twitter, too. Yeah, it was, like, stuff like that always makes Twitter fun. Uh, but, yeah, it was. The fight in itself was over-exaggerated. They were just... <gasps> Uh, slinking each other. It was like that. Uh, you remember that shaky video where he was like, "Let me go, nigga. Let me go. Yeah, let me go." Legit. Like yeah. if I could edit that clip in that soundbite into that fight, that's literally what would have would have made it more comical. But um, but yeah, it was more the aftermath that made it more bigger. And plus, Ben Simmons put that man in a chokehold. Like Ben shot. Ben Simmons is a day one G. I probably. I would say that I think Ben Simmons and, and B actually uh, look out for each other more than I think I give them credit for. So, uh, yeah. shout out to uh, Ben Simmons Definitely. being a day one and finessing the system to make him believe he was being a peacemaker by putting a man in the chokehold. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> he willingly. It wasn't like he was holding him down to put him in a chokehold. He put him, he walked up, put him in a chokehold, and then said, yeah, he's being a peacemaker. I don't know what's exactly. peaceful about that, but moving on, but all the Twitter stuff, like I'm not as surprised that Embiid is a very a social media ass nigga. So, yeah. uh, so all his antics don't shock me and all of that. Like I, I'm not shocked by any of it. Cause honestly, uh, this, like this one sound by hilarious. First of all, I ain't no bitch. Uh, <laughs> he proceeds to hashtag it throughout the night um but uh as i was about to say if 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 social media was around in the 90s early 2000s Shaq would be no different than Embiid in a way huh they're similar personality wise they just both very big loud niggas who just want to be heard um which yeah. is why i respect Embiid so much but um but yeah like just the whole like the way he handled it and all of that like I'm not shocked. Cat responding was more shocking than anything. And um 
Also, like, I don't blame Cat for responding because Embiid also did mention his mom. Because <laughs> if you watch the video when Embiid yeah. uh, was walking to the, uh, what you call it, uh, his mom, Cat's mom was trying to jump down and tackle that big ass nigga. I'm like, that's probably would have been the biggest mistake of her life. Um, you don't want to get, yeah. that's a big ass African, like, gee, you got to chill in certain aspects. But uh, I will say this, Cat earned a lot more. Lot more people's respect than anything out of it though, uh, because a lot of people did kind of give Cat that soft label. Whereas, like, and look, man, that's what's stopping him from being known is that he's kind of soft. And the funny thing is, I made a prediction that uh, Cat is showing how, like, I think I, I tweeted Hoops and Brews that Cat's gonna show why he's uh, he needs to be mentioned in the top bigs in the league conversation. I said he was going to just outplay Embiid that game. I meant that he was going to outplay Embiid. I didn't expect that he was going to do this. So, it was a win-win for me either way. So, it'd be that way sometimes. They both got suspended two games either way. Um, but I feel like this is more not just... I think Embiid is just trying to make a statement that he is the best center in the league. Whether... and. He's going to come at everybody because even then, like, they were going back and forth for that game before the fight even broke out. But um, I think MB is just trying to make a case that he is the best big and he's going to go after anybody that comes his way. Um, I just think he didn't expect Cat to actually go out that way as well. So that's just how I look at it. Um, so it is what it is. Um, entertaining as always. Um, and just thank you for giving us that moment of the week. Um, but I feel like let's talk about the best basketball game of this week. Um, has to definitely been the Lakers versus Mavericks that happened uh, last night on um, Friday night. Great game. Yeah. Um, definitely a great fourth quarter, but like it was a great game. Lakers uh, had to make, I think they were down by like, I think 15 at one point in the game. and had to make a strong comeback on um, the winning overtime. Uh, LeBron got the hell to clean off. Um, him and Luca yeah. went to war. Both had a triple double. Um, like both stat lines are ridiculous. Um, let me pull up the stat lines for both. Um, real quick. I'm not one of those people that save stats like a certain nigga on Twitter, but um, let's see. Oh yeah, so LeBron had 39, 12, and 16 with four steals. By the way, in the block, uh, yeah. Luca had 31, 13, and 15. That's a ridiculous. Both had ridiculous ass stat lines, but yeah. they went to war. Um, but I feel like the X factor and what decided this game not only was that uh, Luca catches CT uh, later in the game, but uh, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard is earning his non guarantee contract, earning every dollar of it, like. You may look at the stat line and say, well, four points, eight, eight rebounds, and three blocks. Like, what's so special about that? It's just the, the difference he's making on defense. And people don't understand. Well, I would say oftentimes forget Dwight Howard is a four-time defensive player of the year winner. To win that award four times is ridiculous in itself. But you don't – but it's also showing that He's more defensively gifted than we give credit for because and I, we talked about it briefly yesterday in the, uh, when we was playing the game. Well, I thought he was going to fall like Ben Wallace did, where it was just like once my athleticism fades, I'm 
damn near useless. But Dwight Howard is maximizing what athleticism he has left with great defensive instincts and is making everybody around him better. And yep. you have to respect that because it makes a hell of a difference for him and the Lakers as a whole, especially with him and AD on the court at the same time. That's like a scary-ass lineup. Um, scary as hell lineup. Like, God have mercy. Um, but I enjoyed this game. One of the best games of the season so far. Um, uh, I'll let you talk talk about uh, Yeah, uh, my takeaway is, man, Lucas is a future MVP. Oh, yeah. He just got it in him. <laughs> he just got it in him. He could be MVP this year. He leads them to a nice little seeding. Um, yeah, being a while averaging while averaging the stats that he averaged, man, you love to see it, bro. He's just really, really good. He, and if he has more development, like if he has more growth that he needs to show, I'm like, he could be one of the best players in the league. Like, so it's it's crazy, you know. What that what he can do at just a, such a young age? I know he played with grown men, like everybody else is in college. And but, he was pl- playing against grown men since thirteen. But it just that that man. Look, I might send my 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 kid come out tall. Look, send that nigga overseas. Tell that nigga to play ball. I see later. I see him big. <laughs> but um, but yeah, dude, like it's it's crazy what Luca doing. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, let's have a dialogue that Porzingis disappeared during the course of that game. <laughs> I don't know which one was more hilarious. The fact that Porzingis disappeared this week or the fact that uh, that nigga Jokic disappeared from the Nuggets. Like, that team just literally failed. Jokic's about to get traded. What do you say? He's about to get if traded. If he don't get it together, I'm flipping that man for somebody. Uh, for somebody's <laughs> star, G. Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, he they say he added pounds this summer. How he when you fatter. played FIBA ball? They say he got fatter. That nigga better they need to get that man in some type of weight room, G. But yeah, cause looking at his stat like okay. Outside of points, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Twelve, he's averaging twelve twelve point five rebounds, six point five assists, one point five steals, which is pretty good for a big. And barely a block. That's I think that's comparable comparable to last year, but points is the difference maker here. He's averaging fifteen. Mm. Why? That's the problem. He ain't scoring. He's averaging forty three point six field goal percentage. That's horrible for a center. Like yeah, he needs to figure it out because uh, you're holding my team back, my nigga, badly. But and he's holding Nuggets back because what the Nuggets are three and two, and I said they, they got, were gonna be. Yeah, I said they was gonna be a top seed. Man, it's really looking shaping out for the Clippers and the Lakers to be one and two. Yeah, like and, everybody and was saying that the uh, they were gonna start the season off really freaking slow. Uh, they're looking pretty good so far. <laughs> Both yeah. teams are looking really good so far, but I think the reason why. Is both our? I'm pretty sure if we was to look find team stats. The Lakers actually, I saw like a random bar graph with the, the offensive defensive ratings, and the Lakers is like the only team that is 
has a good offensive rating and good defensive rating on the chart. So, mm. which is shocking because I I found found the Lakers' offense to be a little shaky, but um, yeah. at times. But that just says, but like I said, that's just based off advanced stats and crap like that. But uh, but the Clippers, one of the better defensive teams. The Lakers, one of the better defensive teams. So of course they're gonna come off the great starts while getting your offense together, because I feel like once the Lakers figure out offensively, like. I feel like once Kuzma gets involved with the offense, because Kuzma played last night, he only had like I think he had nine and twenty in like fifteen minutes, so which is solid. Um, once he gets going offensively more, I feel like the Lakers' offense is going to be so much smoother. Because yeah, right now you have to defend AD and LeBron. A lot of teams don't have three good defenders to throw the court. Kuzma no. is a offensive juggernaut can go off 30 any night if he wants to. Yeah. It's that the team is really freaking good. It's just yeah. I think the shooting can be better. Yeah. And I right. don't know what you can do to get that shooting better cuz Danny Green, if you can get a Danny Green type player on that, just another person who could just, "Hey, I need you to make this shot." Um, even if you get somebody complete, like if you come, whenever they buy out Andre Iguodala, even if you get him to, like, or just call freaking Melo, Melo will make that shot for you. Uh, it's just, I don't know why they're not. Because having Melo on the bench with somebody like, probably like Rondo or somebody feeding him the ball, it will work out. Yeah. I could, I feel like it's not necessarily, because they got decent shooters, it's more like, once they get it going, it's gonna come. It's gonna like I feel like what that's gonna come on with the offense because I feel like once LeBron and even AD gets a feel for some of the guys' spots, things is gonna flow a little bit better. And also once KCP gets less minutes as well. Oh man, we don't know if that's. Oh, like, well, he don't get less minutes. Yeah, once KCP minutes drop more because let's see, he was. Oh, he only shot one three last night, but he was one for five and he airballed the shot though. So that says in itself. But I feel like once Kuzma gets involved in offense more, that's better shooting. Danny Green's still a great shooter. Avery Bradley's a, a solid shooter. Um Alex Caruso, who I feel like needs more all the KCP minutes needs to be Alex Caruso's minutes. Let's just say it straight up. Alright. Cause Alex Caruso when he's on the court. It makes a difference in a way on like how offensively they run, and plus he be he be booming niggas too. Um, he sent I think that boy Alex Kleber to hell, but yeah, it wasn't um, a good night for Kleber. Yeah, Kleber got bullied all night. That dude was getting bullied. Um, like LeBron made an emphasis to get in that man's butthole, but um, but Alex Caruso deserves all the Casey's KCP's minutes. Um, because I feel like he makes. He like for one, he's gonna work hard. He's gonna and he he can shoot, like and mm-hmm. teams have to respect him as well when he's on the court. I feel like and people really don't because you got AD on the court, you got Danny Green on the court, you got LeBron on the court. So I feel like once because it's like it's like with shooting is like you gonna it's a make or miss league. So it's like you're not gonna make all your threes, but I feel like once especially LeBron. I think even when Rondo get, comes back. 
the shooting is going to be a little bit better once they get a feel for like where everybody prefers to get the shot at, if that makes sense. Mm. It's not everybody's goddamn Clay Thompson where you could catch it no matter where and you pull that bitch automatically. It's not everybody's built that way. Not everybody's built that way. So, but yeah, but I'm not really that Shoot. concerned about that. Hey, like, man, look, bro. You can find a way to get Buddy Hill from the Kings. Look. I mean, took his bread. Speaking of the Kings, fire a uh, goddamn Luke Walden. Uh, That's he took his, I didn't know he took his bread. They gave him his bread. Yeah, we talked about I it last they gave week. Him that bread. We did not talk about that last well, week. Two weeks ago, I feel like we talked about Buddy Hill Ooh. getting his bread. I probably fell asleep on that part. Shout out uh, to us doing this podcast earlier. Yep. Um, but yeah, so no more Daytro falling asleep towards the end. But anyway, uh, any oh yeah, this I want to talk about the uh, Nets. Uh, Nets briefly. Uh, what the hell should they do? Or is it more like a they won? Thing? It's just I think it's more like a, they keep putting inserting Kyrie on a team that's not built for him. That's just I think that's the thing that nobody is realizing. None of those teams was built for him. Everybody be like, well, those teams did good without him. And as soon as you integrate Kyrie, he's just a bad leader. No, they have Kyrie brings a certain offense that those teams don't bring. So. It's, yeah, it's, like they can't. Like it's hard for those teams to to accommodate for that. Oh my god, I gotta win this game now. Cliff Hagen is player of the game. Um, but like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, bro. I don't even know what Cliff Hagen does. He did something to get player of the game. Oh man, man look, bro. Me. I didn't even know that was Cliff hanging on the court. Killing Alex English. Oh man! Thought this was John Havlicek or something. Hey, but uh, but um, yeah, man. Like uh, I just think it's um. Thank you for moving screen. I just think it's like it's it's not Kyrie. It's the team, and that's why I'm like, man, you might have to trade Karis Levert and get a a shooter or something, bro. I know he's like really really good, but the team itself. It's not made for Kyrie. Unless Kyrie changed the way he plays, but he's a dribble, 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 dribble guy. Reading the post, because they was comparing Kyrie and LeBron without each other. Who won more games? It was LeBron, by the way. And um, and what and like what is the um like what's the problem? Then it was like Kyrie was in the best situation. And I think AD realized that was in the best situation you was in. All you have to do is score. You ain't got to do nothing. You ain't got to facilitate. You ain't got to. All you got to do is score. You ain't got to make sure people in rhythm. You ain't got to do nothing. All you got to do is do what you do best and score. LeBron does that right. He does all that stuff. Why would you leave that? What people say on the internet, niggas know how good Kyrie is. So why would you leave that? It's wild. It's really wild for me to. I'm getting blocked by whoever the fuck it. It's really wild for me to 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 wrap that around my head. To tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you on that. Uh, yeah, that's one way to look at it. I feel like it's dangerous to do anything major with this team, especially because okay, you're saying the team ain't made for Kyrie. Next year we gotta we gotta see how the team's gonna look 
with Kyrie's KD. not the best player. The, what I mean by the team is not made for Kyrie. The team is not made for Kyrie being the best player. Okay. That makes sense. Definitely, that makes sense. I'm, yeah. Because cause easily, and then I will also say defensively, this team isn't as good as they were last year. Nope. And apparently people at school telling me, but DeAndre Jordan brings a lot to the That nigga, he's, he's getting older. Mm-hmm. Jared Allen? No, I'm not going to have this conversation. But look, bro, uh, I just also people was like this Brooklyn team is on the up and up, but same people say that we can reach the, uh, the Eastern Conference is weak. Like, I don't understand. People, it was like, this is when I'll be like, analytics should have played a bigger role in decision making because a lot of people use their eye test to say how good this team was, how good was the players on this team. And and completely, the only person, the only thing that has been proven fact was God darn Joe, Joe John, Joe whatever his shoe. Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Yeah. That's the only thing that's been proven. Everything else is like, and I know it's, it's the second week or the third week or whatever we would call it in season. Like, this stuff, right, but when you are a great team, you come out the gate either with improvements each game or winning. It's not really this hard stuff, you know? Like, the Lakers, the Lakers have an excuse. They whole team is new. I think it's like nine new players. Yep. The only returns is uh, Caruso, LeBron, and uh. JaVale McGee and Rondo. Yeah, JaVale and Rondo. And KCP. Rondo's not even playing. KCP. And KCP is more of a is more of a problem than uh than anything. But, you know, in a sense, uh, what undershirt did I got under this? Because it hurts. Oh, I have a button up. Um, but no cap. Like, um, this is just, it's just really weird. It's just really weird. And the Brooklyn doesn't have that. They got, like, probably, like, Three new additions? Uh, they added Torian Prince, Kyrie, Sport, Garrett, yeah. Garrett Temple, DeAndre Jordan, and Wilson Chandler are like their major additions. And ain't Wilson Chandler suspended for doing steroids or some shit? Yeah. So. So, yeah. Like, I get where you're coming from. I feel like it's going to be a more wait and see thing with Brooklyn. Like, I feel like they'll get it together. Is more. Also, another thing, just from watching that game, uh, whoever idea was to put Kyrie on James Harden was on crack. Yeah, that's not helping you out defensively. Like I, under, yeah. like I would rather have I Kyrie rather. on Westbrook. If you're going to hide Kyrie on anybody, Eric Gordon, who is ass by the way this year, shout out to uh, his agent. Uh, but. Kyrie should have been on Eric Gordon or Westbrook that whole game. There's no reason why that man should have been in front of James Harden's face if it didn't involve a screen. Ridiculous, but I think the Nets gonna figure it out. I still got them. I believe they will be a top three team in the East. Um, what is the East standings right now? Matter of fact, Philly, Miami, yo, Miami better than I think we gave them credit for. Um, They're gonna be really good. They're gonna probably we probably see Miami versus like the Bucks or Miami versus. That's the team Jimmy was good and yeah. he got it. Yeah, and like nobody that. suspected uh, that nigga none to be this good either. Yeah, like yeah. 
shout out to uh, Kendrick Nunn, Southside Chicago legend. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, like you got Philly, Miami, Boston. Boston only won- lost one game. I thought they lost two, but mm. yeah. Milwaukee, three and two. I ain't really excited. Oh, Boston going to fall back down to earth. That's yeah, not even. I believe they will eventually. Um, yeah, they look they good, but I think some, they're going to fall back rough down. Um, but yeah, but as we was talking about the Nets, uh, the Rockets, um, this was just a weird ass week of basketball for them niggas. Um, they lost to the goddamn, uh, they lost to, uh, the Nets last night. Then they proceeded to literally let the Washington Wizards score 158 points. They won the game, of course. Yeah. But they still scored 158 points. Barely. They won a game by 159. Exactly. There's no reason, no excuse. Yeah, they're easily one of the worst defensive teams in the league. And... I'm going to say this falls more on the fact that Chris Paul isn't there. And it's not saying that Westbrook is a horrible defender or nothing like that. Because I feel like he's been a, he's been solid. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. But it's more like Chris Paul anchored the defense while James Harden anchored the offense. If that makes sense. And, yeah, you can sit there and say, well, Chris Paul had, was always hurt. Yeah, he was always hurt, but. It was to an extent like he he was on the bench. He'd tell them niggas like, "Hey, uh, hey, get together, uh, play defense." Especially when he was on the court, they looked a lot better defensively. So now it's like you're relying on PJ Tucker to play defense, and that man's beginning cooked consistently, nonstop all year. So, uh, so yeah, so he got to hold that. Um, but overall. This Rockets team offensively, they look good, even though Harden is shooting 36% from the field while averaging 36 is damn so. But, and I feel like we're not giving enough credit on, like, how Westbrook is actually picking his spots to be effective. Yeah. yeah. And while still being Westbrook as well. But I think this team is horrible defensively. They need to find somebody who can come and play defense for this team. Somebody, I don't know who's available, but they need the. If you can flip Eric Gordon's contract, because that dude is still in checks. Let Austin <laughs> Rivers, let Austin Rivers play Mo. Like I like Austin Rivers can do every. I feel like Austin Rivers can do everything Eric Gordon's doing with better defense. With way with better, better defense, defense. Way better defense. And I think he's taller than him, so he can guard. He's six three. I think Eric Gordon's six three as well, so it don't make much of a difference. Um. Yeah, Eric Gordon's so garbage. He's been horrible this year. Um like really bad this year. Um but you can turn that into a three and D dude or somebody or a couple pieces because this team is so bad on defense. It's horrible to see. Horrible to see how bad this team is defensively. Um because that's really the only thing that's gonna hold them back. Like they can score. Like, I'm not shocked that they can score. It's a Dan Tony team, and James Harden out here to get in 59 with ease. Um, so, they just need to figure that, figure it out defensively, expeditiously, because, my God, it's, it's not looking good out there for them. But uh, anything else basketball we need to talk about before we move over to wrestling? Uh, 
Mm, I think we had everything on here. All right, so transitioning over to wrestling. This was a really solid week in terms of wrestling. Uh, solid, so solid, really solid, solid week. Uh, all I only wrestling show I didn't watch this week was NWA Power, and I'm trying to get in the habit of adding it to my uh, wrestling schedule to watch. Um, because I watched watched it last week and it was really solid. Like I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's um, different. Yeah, it's different. It has that old vintage wrestling feel of the eighties, late like early nineties, late eighties feel to it, while also still giving me like quality wrestling at the same time because I'm not expecting much out of it. And plus, Damian Sandow's on there. I used to be a Damian Sandow guy, but oh, wow, hey man, I used to be a Sandow guy. He was he was entertaining. But uh, let's go ahead and talk about what happened this week. Uh, so raw this week. Um, we have so oh yeah so uh Kyrie Sane and Oscar the Kabuki Wars turned on page to solidify the heel turn funny as hell which led to Becky Lynch coming out um Becky Lynch came out pretty much to defend Paige for whatever random reason uh she beat Kyrie Sane it was a good match though really freaking good yeah. match um they gave them time time yeah yeah, uh, they gave them 15 minutes, actually. This this recaps like I'm looking at actually putting match times on there. So, I might need to use this more often. But, uh, yeah, so 15 minutes for that match. Really good match. Um, then, Buddy Murphy fought R-Truth. Um, that was a quick match. Buddy, but, uh, Buddy Murphy won. Uh, Ricochet and Drew McIntyre fought into a DQ. The Viking Raiders beat up some dudes named Izzo and Brian. I don't know who the hell they are. Uh, Andrade beat uh, Sankara. You didn't, you didn't see that, did you? No, I didn't. Read the names again. Rizzo and Brian. Oh, what what team they play for? The Cubs. <laughs> they, they beat up some Cubs. They beat up some Cub cosplayers for no apparent reason. I think was they in St. Louis. If they was just saying, yeah, ain't, that, I, ain't was, that like our rival? Ain't that like the club yeah, rival or something? Yeah, low key. You so know I, what, G? Respect, G. Respect, G. I respect so the crazy that, thing G. is, the crazy thing is, the Cubs on Twitter said we AEW. Yeah, I know. That, oh, that makes sense now. Okay. Yeah, but the Sox said the WWE did like a good thing or something like that. Yep. Like this is the best thing they ever seen. Oh man, respect G. Respect. <laughs> um, but you know that's that's I respect the hell out of that. But yeah. Um yeah, Andrade beat Sankara. Then they fight last week. Like Oh uh, yeah, but it was Andrade. When it's Sankara with that girl when did a tag match he had? No, it was that chick with him. I think Sankara beat oh it was, it was the week before that, but I think Sankara beat that chick. I mean Sankara had a chick with him. To, yeah, uh, who's like 19 she's like 19 and um she uh she's look she's in developmental currently but she looks really really good in the ring and like beauty wise she's freaking beautiful so yeah yeah so uh then charlotte fought natalia i mean charlotte and natalia beat the iconics um in less than five minutes uh Man, they were trying to breeze through a lot of this. Uh, Seth Rollins and Eric Rowan. I remember this match now. Uh, they had a false count anywhere match where pretty much Seth Rollins. Uh, they fought all over the place for one. Um, there was a point though where if they were really funny, 
they would have had Jordan. They was when they went to the t-shirts uh, vendor. They should have Jordan Miles t-shirt right there. If they were real, just be comical. Yes. If they wanted to be comical, you would have had Jordan Miles t-shirt right there, and just had uh, Seth Rollins choke Eric Rowan with it, or vice versa. Uh, but yeah, um, but Seth Rollins won by putting by having a forklift uh, put. Of the forklift driver threatened the forklift driver to put a, a block on uh, Eric Rowan. Overall, entertaining match. Um, then AJ and Humber- Humberto Carrillo fought, which was they had a really slap of a match, and they had a good match on Crown Jewel as well. But yeah, so that was mm-hmm. Raw this week. Um, I don't remember anything storyline wise, honestly, nor do I care. Uh, then let's go ahead and go to NXT. Where pretty much we got everything that we was hyped for and expected. Um, for one, to start off, Io Shirai coming out to a concert. Uh, I don't know who the hell those monks were, but uh, shout out to the energy. Uh, <laughs> I really don't know who the hell Poppy is, um, but shout out to her music. Io Shirai uh, came out to it. I'm Poppy. You talking about Shorty? On Twitter, it was wild. Oh, yeah. But Io Shirai came out to her music. She fought Candice LeRae. Cool match. Really good match. Um, uh, Io Shirai won. And then Io Shirai. Uh, what happened? Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, she uh, proceeded to beat the hell out of Candace. Then Rhea Ripley came out and uh, spooked Io Shirai pretty much. So uh, then we had. What else happened? Um. Oh yeah, Finn Balor comes out. Uh, pretty much drops a promo. bomb promo. Yeah, bomb a fire promo. promo. Uh, pretty much said he took he fell. He said he took the pin to Bray Wyatt. <laughs> pretty much was hilarious because he got a new mask. I was <laughs> like, okay, G, I respect that. I respect that. And then uh, pretty much was just giving out bars to random people. Um, then pretty much said. That he wants to turn Johnny Gargano to Johnny Watches Wrestling. And I was like, gee, I respect this energy, my nigga. I respect the energy because he wanted to get that nigga up out of there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw what you put in the group chat. I saw that earlier and I was like, you know what? Monster Masume in a different way. Uh, <laughs> horrible. This is horrible. It's <laughs> literally what that is. My man said, this looks out of pocket, but it's getting watched nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, so, yeah. So, uh, Finn Balor pretty much dropped bars. Pretty much we're about to get uh, Finn versus uh, Johnny uh, Gargano really freaking soon. Uh, then Bronson Reed fought Shane Thorne. Uh, this is the first Bronson Reed match I saw. And... Pretty much, I enjoyed the hell out this match. Bronson Reed can actually go. Like he's actually pretty decent. He reminds me of what um, Brodus Clay should have been. If that makes sense, that's how I kind of see him. But way better, way more talented. Um, he actually looks like he has a personality as well. Um, then we get they pretty much did a promo with uh, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. Um, as which leads to a tag team match against the Kabuki Warriors. This was a really good match. This I will say this might be a hot take, but this might have been the best women's tag team match 
for the belt that involved the belts since they uh, brought them belts together. And that, like it was a really good match. Uh, like I and also uh, I'm gonna say this that uh, I don't know what the hell Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai went through, but I don't know what the hell why they need Stone Cold Steve Austin knee braces. You might want to fill me in on that if you know. No. Oh, oh yeah, she bro, she dog. It's not like a character thing. Them nigga knees gone. <laughs> like they just both of them just came off an of injury. One of them, I think the one that's Lady Kane, I think she was injured for more than like a year or something like that. Damn. Like she tore both her ACLs. Mm. Damn, that's <laughs> tough. But yeah, but overall, they had a decent match, cool match. Um, Oscar pretty much got the pin off Tegan Knox. Um, uh, then after that, um, Shayna Baszler and the Dyke Squad pulled up. Uh, was going to pretty much beat the hell out of Tegan Knox and uh, and uh, Dakota Kai beat the daylight side of them. Then, which led to a whole bunch of uh, the whole women's locker room coming out, jumping, beating each other up. Then William Regal comes out through this. I really like how William Regal has a little box that he comes out of. It's hilarious, but it's also <laughs> really cool. Where he literally says, "You know what? All right, cool. We're gonna sell this through War Games." Um, the first ever war games. War. Exactly, war games. I need to add that to how he says it because Jesus, he says like war games. I'm like, all right, man, cool. So, uh, so yeah, so we get the first ever women's war games match. Uh, uh, which will be t- featuring the team captains will be uh Shayna Baszler, of course. We already know who she's picking. That's pretty much obvious hell who she's about to pick. Um. And then Rhea Ripley's team, Rhea Ripley will pick her team as well. So, which is going to be interesting because I think the whole damn women's locker room wants her fade. Um, then Tyler Bate fought Cameron Grimes. Uh, Cameron Grimes won. I didn't really watch this match. I kind of skipped over it. Uh, then Undisputed Era versus Matt Riddle versus Keith Lee. This match slapped hard as hell. Great match. Um really freaking good match. Like I enjoyed the hell out of this match. Um nothing really else to say besides that it's undisputed era. They did what they had to do. And uh I'm glad Keith Lee didn't take the pin. That's all I'm gonna say in regards to that. But uh also shout out to Keith Lee for being a freaking nigga that is six foot five and three hundred and sixty pounds doing backflips. Smooth backflips. <laughs> So, uh, but and NXT ended with um, Unspeed Air doing what they do best, jump niggas, and then uh, Champa came out and uh, laid waste to everybody as he all as expected. So, uh, guess what? War games, probably. Yeah, teasing war games with that with them as well, which I'm not shocked if that happens. Let it happen. You probably add Velveteen with them. Yeah, guess so I'll be Chompa, yeah, but that means undisputed era three war games, I believe. They the only people I'd rather see in war games. No, I think Roger Strong been in every war games. Mm. Man, can't knock it. Yeah. All right, then I'm about to run through AEW. What happened with AEW this week? Skip. <laughs> 
I understand, but since I actually watched it, I can at least talk about stuff that happened. <sighs> Let me go ahead and not. Yo, it's garbage. What what did Ambrose do this week? Did he just scream at the crowd again? Yeah. Oh, really? How's that new? Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah. Kobe so... come off the bus with fat labor. It really makes me feel <laughs> too super slow. Okay, that's that's what I think about when I'm playing 2K. Not to game to Oklahoma City, probably uh, AW's main demographic. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I go ahead. But yeah, so pretty much the primary storyline with AEW this week was uh, the contract signing between Jericho and Cody Rhodes for their title match at Garbage Full Gear. Oh, um. <laughs> AD averaging twenty rebounds in my league. Okay, but go ahead. But uh, so yeah, so opening match was Sammy Guevara versus Hangman Page. This was actually a decent match. Uh, I'm as I'm starting to learn these people. Uh, I'm pretty much realized Sammy Guevara is about to be. I'm is filling up the Mexican demographic, but he can actually go though. He can actually wrestle, so I give him that. Him and Hangman Page had a good match. Um, who won? Hangman Page won, of course. Um, so. I'm, and one thing I find funny now, as I look, as I'm paying attention to the, when they post people's records, they have records based off on singles matches, trio matches, and tag team matches. That's kind of too much to me. So, but yeah, they had a good match. Um, and pretty much Hangman Page cut a promo talking about he's going to show some cowboy shit. I don't know what that's supposed that, that, to mean. That was garbage. Yeah, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but um, he does have a T-shirt. Uh, that will lead to a T-shirt. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna say is the key is the T-shirt cowboy crap? Probably. It might be made out of that. Who knows? We'll see. Um, it was some women's match that I skipped. Um, nor do I care. <laughs> um. Honestly, I really don't care about their women's division. G, their women's division is pretty trash, and you have not seen uh, what's her name? Um, I forgot Shorty's name. Uh, Nyla Rose. N- nobody's seen Nyla Rose since opening night. Um, but yeah, so uh, Santana Ortiz beat up Rock and Roll Express. This I actually enjoyed. I enjoyed because for one. They the best legends tag team legends they could afford was Rock and Roll Express, but I enjoyed just seeing trash white trash get beat up by uh Mexicans, and uh <laughs> they pretty much power bombed them niggas through a table and like off the off the stage stuff like that I enjoyed, but they beat the daylights out of them. So shout out to uh Santana Ortiz for doing that. Uh, they continue to show Cody Rhodes and Tony Schiavone ride in a limo. They really overdoing this in my book as well. Um, then the next match involves some dudes named John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and QT Marshall fighting best friends in Orange Cassidy. I don't know why it took them so long to put Orange Cassidy on TV when I keep seeing that moment, that viral video of him jumping out the crowd with his hands in the pocket on social media, but they finally put him on TV. Uh, but... It was a cool match. Best friends and Orange Cassidy won. Uh, then they did the contract signing promo. 
uh Jericho pretty much carried this. Um Cody Rose personality just puts me to sleep sometimes. And Jericho carried this to the max, um to every way that he could. Um nothing really special really came out of it besides um at the end uh Jericho had his uh had Jack's Jack Swagger, Jake Hager, what his name is, beat up his brother. He threw that man into a freaking uh into a car like you do somebody on judgment. It was beautiful to see. But uh really nothing much came out of it. Um then Young Bucks fought uh Young Bucks and Kenny Omega fought some dudes named Kip Sapien in the hybrid two. I don't know who the hell they were, but of course you know who won. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in an overall super spot fest. Um, nothing to see here. Uh, then that's when your favorite segment popped up with uh, John Moxley, pretty much talking about uh, yelling and screaming. Uh, yeah. Um, then the the World Tag Team Title uh, Finals main event: Lucha Bros versus SoCal Uncensored. Um. All I'm going to say is, and this is like how I feel about AEW altogether, and I understand the purpose of trying to separate yourself from the, uh, I wouldn't even call it competition, but your alternative, make yourself the alternative, but, and this is more what they tag team matches more than they singles matches, what I realized. They tag team matches legit look like four created niggas wrestling not because that's how they look because i expect wrestlers look different it's more the fact that they look like it's four created niggas wrestling because the move sets are so freaking out of hand and ridiculous where i don't know what ends the match and i saw at least five different finishers that should have been like oh that should end the match and ended with a two count that was a diamond cutter it was a rolling diamond cutter i saw and I was like, I saw that. That was a cold spot. It was it was slap like literally like if like I would say if these were pay per view matches, I'd be cool with it. But for these just be regular TV matches, it gets boring eventually because I don't know what you're gonna give me to separate a great match. What makes a great match on a pay per view type scale mm-hmm. and all of that, but uh. And which leads me to say that I was disappointed on how a tag team finals tournament match involving the the belt ends with a roll up. I can't like that. Just, that shakes me the wrong way. Like overall, like I don't get that. Like after all those moves, where literally we saw some great tag team spots, and one thing about AEW, they're extremely spot heavy. It's like backyard wrestling in a professional environment, damn near. Uh. <laughs> It's, I, I feel like a tag team, well, any belt, any match involving a belt, unless it's a heel, and this wasn't a heel finish, by the way, uh, ends with a roll-up. Never. Ever, ever. Like, I feel like that's more of a heel finish than anything, or I feel like the only face I let slide in a match in a schoolboy is Daniel Bryan. And that's because it's <clears throat> his schoolboys on different levels. Um, but... Yeah, I, like it rubbed me the wrong way. Overall, cool match. Um, but it's just I feel like they need to stop making their matches feel so spot fest. Like it's kind of dragging 
Dragon Down match qualities in my book because I feel like I'm playing SmackDown, SmackDown games with my little brother. Um, but yeah, so moving on, that was AEW. Crown Jewel was the next night, Thursday. Um, overall, like I only watched bits and pieces of the pay per view, but we'll just go over the whole damn card either way. So, uh, Humberto Carrillo won the 20-man battle royal to fight AJ Styles. Nothing new here. Um, R-Truth got the um, got his belt back, his 24-7 belt back, making on 21 times, I believe. Um, Brock Lesnar fought Cain Velasquez in a super sprint of a match. Um, made that man tap out through a Kimura lock. Um, How did you feel about the match overall? I can tell us about it. Okay, same. I think um, they could have did way more, but they didn't. It, it, it's come up as a shoot. So with me, I we, you know, they came up as a shoot fight. Came up more as an MMA fight. Cool yeah. concept. Why make it two minutes? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that because it just came off uns- like unsatisfied in every way. Like, it didn't leave me leaving wanting more. It just left me, like, unsatisfied. It was like a yeah. it was like a one-night stand where you, like, yo, uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, I ain't, I'm deleting her number. <laughs> all right. That's just how I felt. Um, but pretty much it led to Rey Mysterio finally being a father and uh, saying he's going to get revenge for Dominic, his damn self. Um... The OC won the Tag Team World Cup against the Viking Raiders, which pissed people off. But, look, it was pretty much a tag team scramble, so it was like, whatever. Um, yeah. Mansoor beat Cesaro after Cesaro carried him through a great match. Um, I did not watch Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman at all. <clears throat> did you? No. Okay, so no. nothing to see uh, here. Uh. Tyson Fury won by count out. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, this one of the Singh brothers got the belt back off our truth. Um, then, nice. Oh yeah, uh, AJ beat Humberto Carollo in a really good match. Um, went by pretty fast though. Then the tie in, you said what? I just laughed. Oh yeah. Uh, Natalia beat Lacey Evans, uh, made her tap out. It was a cool match. I, uh, look, I understand why that you don't want to get stoned and or blown up at Saudi Arabia because your women came out, uh, showing skin, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that you didn't have to tell them to wear t-shirts on top of the clothes. That was just my thing. Like it just kind of looked tacky. Um, but and but yeah, but it was good to just see the women in the crowd uh excited to the reactions and stuff. Uh, yeah. and I could tell was you got genuine reactions from Lacey Evans and Natalia as well in regards to like how just being the first women to actually wrestle in Saudi Arabia. So that's dope to see. Uh, but yeah, overall, it was a cool match. Uh, I feel like they picked two ideal people who've been working together like what the past month 
So they have chemistry in the ring and they both safe workers as well too. So nothing. See here. Uh Team Hogan versus Team uh Flair. Uh once again, cool match. Uh Team Hogan won, of course. Uh Roman got the pin. Uh nothing really special. Now this is the match I gave a damn about and it was pretty much the only reason why I turned tuned in was Bray Wyatt versus the Fiend. Uh I I mean Bray Wyatt versus uh Seth Rollins. Uh great, great freaking match. Um they in a way slightly nerfed uh the fiend. <laughs> slightly. Uh because he wasn't as freaking bulletproof as he previous was. Uh unless it involves finishers, then he's bulletproof at this point, so it makes sense. But uh great entertaining false count anywhere match with weapons being involved. Uh pretty much ended the ending was really smart as well. Uh I like how literally you had Seth go all go all out to try to stop this nigga and to the point where he threw this nigga into electric into the electrical box where the hell that crap is and then proceeds to still lose because Bray Wyatt says electricity has no effect on me nigga and uh put that man in the mandible claw and then proceed my to eye get... my yeah. eye <laughs> yeah the my eye stayed threw me off because I'm like okay you gotta hold that but uh I I enjoyed the finish. Good match. Way I w- I would say it's a way smarter finish, and I'm looking forward to how they say if this means this Bray Wyatt go the Raw like how are they about to figure this no, out. Uh, oh wait, never since, mind. We uh, they yeah. SmackDown confirmed that. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, Brock Lesnar quit. Smackdown. Yeah. So yeah, that go that just let's just go ahead and transition to SmackDown right then and there. So SmackDown pretty much opens with Brock Lesnar for one. Uh, SmackDown was bare bones because uh, somebody sabotaged the plane, WWE planes. That's just me being funny by saying sabotage. But uh, most of the talent, production crew, referees was stuck in Saudi Arabia this uh, Thursday into Friday. So they could not get to SmackDown on time, except Brock Lesnar. That in itself is funny because it just means Brock Lesnar does not fly with everybody. That man left after his match, G. <laughs> the man left after his match, G, which is comical when you think about it. But uh, Brock Lesnar opened up SmackDown, pretty much uh, said, pretty much just told them niggas like, hey, check it out, bro. Uh, I'm Since y'all don't want me to get, uh, get to uh, Rey Mysterio, I'm going to get to him my damn self. I'm quitting SmackDown. I'm going to Raw. I'm doing what the hell I want because I'm Brock Lesnar. And I respected it. You have to respect it, G. Have to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so pretty much they solved the uh, the belt situation in no time. So we get Brock Lesnar back on Raw. Um, which will lead to some interesting storylines yeah. with, uh, with him and uh, with, I mean, Bray Wyatt in the SmackDown roster as well. So I'm looking forward to see what they do. Because uh, that belt's going back to Roman eventually. Um, it's <laughs> spelt out at this point. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Bailey fought Nikki Cross for the women's belt. Um, Bailey won, of course. Nothing to be surprised here. Uh, she won with a headlock driver, so she has a new finisher now. So shout out to that. 
or it's just a or it's just her way of saying, "Hey, um, I don't think much of you, Nikki. Here's a new move. Here's my new signature, and I'm gonna beat you this way. So you gotta respect it." But uh, but yeah. So Shayna Baszler then comes out and beats the hell out of Bailey and Sasha Banks, hurting my soul because nobody wants to look at that face. No, wild, bro. Like somebody do. She got a girl. The funk that got to do with me. Somebody wants to look at me. You ain't got to say it. You said nobody wants to. Okay. Somebody Besides that one person in the whole world who wants to look, up, wake up in the morning and see that face, then, okay. But, yeah. Oh, my freaking um, God. Get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. How is they hitting shots over the podcast? But uh, shout out to 2K20 uh, fantasy uh, fantasy leagues giving us hell. But anyway, uh, also Ada English then proceeded to lose his job by referring to uh, Shayna Baszler as not as future 205 uh, ch- live champion, but as the Queen of Hearts. And he, we he was not heard from since. He proceeded Man, to get replaced by he got replaced by a punter known as Pat McAfee. And you know Pat McAfee is pretty much. Uh, one of the most entertaining white people in the world right now. So I'm not mad at it. So go crazy. Um, but yeah, so we get a backstage promo with Sami Zayn talking shit about uh, NXT popping up, which leads to Matt Riddle and Keith Lee uh, chasing the man down. Uh, also, I'm going to say is this. Matt Riddle is a freak of nature. He's one of them white people who I feel like has like the super negro gene but it's like pure white uh because Whoa. no man should be running full speed in flip-flops at all like i don't think that should be possible um but yeah so they pretty much matt riddle and keith lee beat the hell out of Sami Zayn. uh and all i'm gonna say is keith lee once again showed that he's probably probably the most athletic big nigga in all of wrestling because he did a moonsault and landed smoothly. <clears throat> it didn't look stiff. He didn't have to bounce off the second rope. He just leapt. The Miz can't do a moonsault like that, G. Well, the Miz can't do a moonsault. I know. I'm just saying, using an example. Uh, so okay. just, I you gotta use point. some. You gotta use somebody else. Oh, look, man. Oh, but you use somebody else. <laughs> but yeah. It's, it's guys way smaller than Keith Lee that can't do a moonsault, G. I want to see Keith Lee do a shooting star press. Oh, he probably can, but I think that move is banned for select people. And he's going to be probably one of the people who can't. They'll probably be like, no, G, sorry, you can't do it. He's like, I can do it with no problem. But So, yeah, so then that leads to Miz TV, uh, which was supposed to originally have Bray Wyatt on there, but... um. That didn't go well, of course. So Champa comes out. They have a war of words. Goes on commercial. Uh, Miz and Champa proceed to have a match. Really good match, by the way. Um, really good match, entertaining match. Uh, did Champa change his ring gear, or he just didn't give a damn? That's his ring gear. Okay, because I remember he was wrestling in boxes. The wrestling boxes with fold hands, so I wasn't sure. But um, but hey, uh, 
Miz got to hold that because you lost to a man that wore that uh was rocking a duck hunting gear. You gotta <laughs> hold that. Um, but great match. Um, really enjoyed it. Pretty much at this point, this was what where I will say we was a standing uh an entire episode of SmackDown. Uh, Daniel Bryan runs into Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Um, shout out to Shawn Michaels teasing us with the great tease. Of all, by set, making us think he was going to fight uh, Daniel Bryan tonight. I would have probably made this the greatest episode of SmackDown of all time if that happened, though. Even if the uh, match was trash. Yeah, even if the match was trash. Like, just giving us that yeah. moment would have been beautiful. Yeah. But, uh, which led to the greatest, the next second greatest thing we could have got. Daniel Bryan versus Dan, uh, Adam Cole. Whoa! The GOAT. Yes. Um... And shot Daniel Bryan saying, no, that's up to stakes. Put the NXT belt on the line. Because at that point, I was going to say, gee, that would be bogus as hell to make Adam Cole lose to Daniel Bryan. But he can't get mad because it's Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And that would make him a grand slam, like super grand slam champ. So, but it'd be that way sometimes. But, uh, but yeah, so that led to a commercial break before they, uh, yeah. Fire Desire came out. They were going to fight Carmella. But Bianca Belair solos Carmella and Dana Brooke. Proceeds to throw Carmella into the abyss where Mark Henry threw that, uh, that, the sound guy. Um, all I'm say is, gee, I'm glad to see Bianca Belair get this, uh, type of shine because they could have easily made Rhea Ripley, uh, do this shit. But, um, but yeah, shout out to Bianca Belair soloing two white women. Um, and then, at, I mean, yeah, Bianca Belair sold two white women. Then Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox came out to fight Fire and Desire. I didn't watch the match because I knew what was going to happen. Rhea Ripley was going to whoop their ass, and it happened. Yes. Oh, and then uh, Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan. And all I'm going to say is, if this does not win match of the year, I am highly disappointed. <laughs> This was arguably one of the best matches of this year on TV, and we got it for free. Yep. Great match. Uh, great finish. Um, like, like, I really enjoyed this match. I'll let you stand this match for a moment. All I had to say is, boom. Like Adam, like Adam Cole did. That's all I got to say is, boom, because uh, – that match slapped. Yeah, and um, to see Adam Cole go over clean, which is wild. Wild. It set Adam Cole up as the top guy on the third brand. Because it's not developmental no more. And I think that's the beauty. And um, NXT having, um, having uh, being on cable. Is because is because with him with them being on cable, um, it's able for them to be considered a third brand and not just developmental talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm happy about that, and it showed. It definitely, definitely showed. So, um, yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Uh, then pretty much, uh, SmackDown ended with Triple H coming to the ring, yelling, saying, "Hey, uh." This is my show. This is my war. Uh, these are my, my I mean, the people I'm going to war with. Uh, also, shout out to Leo Rush 
uh, getting sl- popping back up on t- uh, SmackDown. <laughs> he was smooth yeah. with it. Uh, but yeah, um, Triple H had all the NXT guys pop up uh, who were there pop up pretty much uh, saying like, hey, we're going to war with Raw and SmackDown. Uh, especially with Survivor Series coming up. So I'm interested if this is going to be, because he said Raw and SmackDown versus NXT. So I'm wondering if it's, is it going to be? Yeah, I think it's going to be Raw versus NXT. That's six man, man. Thank okay. With that being said, I title versus title stuff. Uh, we can, but you would think Undisputed Era. Yo, you said what? Hey, hold on. Um, but I think I just think it shows. I I, I don't think they can have. Uh, I don't know because you seeing Adam Cole versus the Fiend. I would see Adam Cole versus Brock Lesnar, but that's a two second match. I don't think I, Brock Lesnar, which I don't think I hate about Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar respect you. It's not gonna. It's not gonna give you a match. I don't know if Brock Lesnar give him a match. Excuse me. But yeah, I think you have you know undisputed era versus people like Roman. Um. Uh, you got more people that you can probably bring. Uh, uh, who else? Um, and then you probably have Adam, but like Tommaso and um, but like Tommaso and um, probably like Matt Riddle. And then you'll have uh, like the tag team. But now I'm pretty arrow got the belts. Yeah. I don't know. You definitely probably getting um, Bailey versus uh, what's the face? Unfortunately, yeah, Bailey, Becky, and Shayna definitely gonna fight. Um. Well, we don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know how do they're a, gonna do it, but because it's cause they it's, can just do a women's they can just do a women's elimination match too. Yeah. Uh, and with that women's elimination match, you can have anybody. Yeah. Do their thing. I think that'd be bad unless you just decide to have Io Shirai versus like Sasha, which I will look WWE make it happen, make it happen, please. Um, but yeah. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at like it. It's oh yeah. If I don't get Roger Strong versus Styles, I will. And this is a promise. Find you niggas <laughs> and deal with you accordingly. <laughs> okay. I need a I need a Roderick Strong solo match. I don't want no tag team stuff. I need a solo match. Okay. A Roderick Strong solo match. None of this tag team stuff. All right. I ain't mad at it. Like I would love. Like, and give bro, me, and give me Velveteen Dream versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm. The amount of drip that's gonna be in the rain, G. That's too much <laughs> sauce. That's too much sauce, G. That's too yes. much. Yes, it is. But yeah, like I'm, I'm interested either way. I'm like, it's so many possibilities we could get out of it. Um, 
I feel like one benefit is going to help NXT as a whole is putting them both. Like I feel like they're going to pop up on Raw as well. Like I feel like it makes sense <laughs> they're going to pop up on Raw. You can't just pop up on SmackDown and be like, all right. Um, I see them popping up on Raw as well. Probably not as on a grander scale as they did SmackDown, but I feel like you may get a couple pop-ups. Um, but I think it's a big benefit and plus for NXT as a brand because it, for you made them show they're just as on they, they're just as much as on par as uh the top, the main roster guys, um, because I feel like. And then, plus, you're getting the casual vi- viewer as well. Be like, oh, oh, okay, these dudes actually cold. Oh, damn. Uh, damn, that chick is ugly as hell who's their champion. But you know what? She didn't have to do Bailey like that. But I'm going to check it out. Um, mm-hmm. And then. Bogus. Yeah, I know. But, hey, it be that way sometimes. Then they see Adam Cole be like, you know what? That dude had one had a great match against goddamn Daniel Bryan. And he beat him clean. You know what? All right. I'm going to check out NXT. Like that's that helps get the casual audience that is like, yeah, I'm not in a rush to check it out. But I feel like now you you did a you set yourself up in a way that's not only show like the lift the de- developmental brand off of it, but to show like, hey, we have a few people who are just as just as good, if not great, as some of the main roster guys that that you guys love as well. So it's a good way to really do free marketing on NXT and shout out to Triple H to taking full on advantage of a very unfortunate situation and turn to a big W. So shout out to Triple H G on the rail for that. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, so uh before we uh in uh your NX I mean your UFC predictions for tonight since it is a UFC fight uh, going on. Uh the only people care about the they did the win. Even though I don't want to win. Just a smart fire. <clears throat> That's it. All the, no, the rest of the card, nobody can care about the rest of the card. It's just mm-hmm. a bunch of like hardcore fans. Got it. All right. Nothing to see there. All right. So appreciate you guys for listening, of course. Uh, much love, support. As always, follow us on th- at Threes from the Ring on Twitter, of course. Um, make sure you. Uh, Tweet us about any takes that you dislike or disagree with. If you find Shayna Baszler attractive, that's too damn bad. But feel free to let me know that you feel that way because then I will block you probably. But, um, you're wild. Hey, be that way sometimes. Uh, but definitely appreciate you guys for listening. And this is your boy Chris J just saying peace. Oh, yeah. And if I don't get Roger Strong versus AJ Styles, I'm coming for you, Vince. Every day, non-stop, tagging you until you block me on Twitter. Just watch. <laughs> Just watch. Just watch. But peace out. <laughs>